Luke chapter 2. How many of you still have Christmas gifts to buy? Yes, I'm not the only one. Love it. Thank you very much for siding with me. All right. Luke chapter 2. What do you do when you receive an invitation somewhere? Think about this with me. What do you do when you receive an invitation? Okay, there's a couple things I think depending on the circumstances of what the invitation involves and who sent it to you and where the event will take place and what the event is, there could be one of, I believe, three reactions. The first reaction could be one of excitement. I'm talking about an overwhelming joy, one that you would jump up and down about. You're so excited about it. Anybody ever been there? You receive an invitation in the mail and you're so excited, you just start jumping up and down in the kitchen. My wife says to me, how come you're not excited? And I'm like, I am excited. Can't you tell I'm excited? And she'll be like, no, I can't. And I'll say, what did you want me to do, jump up and down? And she says, yes. So right there, wherever I'm standing, I just start jumping up and down. I'm so excited. Some people are a little more outward with their excitement. The second reaction could be one of indifference. Eh, I don't really care if I have time. I'll, I'll try to make it. It's just nothing really super important. But, you know, if I can make the time, I'll, I'll attend. The third reaction could be one of total angst, total just disgust. There is no way I'm attending that event. Uh, there's no way I want to go do that. There's nothing in there that I want to participate in. It's just total angst. I wouldn't do that if you gave me a million dollars. There's some of those. I won't say that because I'm the pastor. I'm not allowed to say that. What invitation could you receive that would make you truly excited? What invitation could you receive that would actually, whether inside or outside, make you want to jump up and down? There's a few that I could think of. For myself, an invitation that you put on your calendar, you mark the days off, one that you lose sleep over because you're just so excited in anticipation, it is so overwhelming that you are just so excited about it. What invitation would that be for you? Hopefully you're getting something in your mind. So, some people, it might be to meet the Queen of England. Mr. Doar shaking his head. That would be Mr. Doar's ideal invitation. And the royal family, if you can meet them as well. How about an invitation to spend a weekend with your favorite sports player? I'd, spend, I'd get excited about that. How about an invitation to make a difference in the world? Hey, I'm going to give you an invitation to make a difference in the world. I'd get excited about that. There are all kinds of invitation, but what is the one that you would get excited about? Every person's different. Everybody has something different in their life that excites them. What would it be for you? Our story this morning involves some people who got excited about an invitation they received. They got so excited about it that they did something about it. In fact, this is the first invitation that God ever gave someone to meet Christ. The first invitation that God ever gave someone to meet Christ. Luke chapter 8, or 2, excuse me, verse 8. Luke chapter 2 and verse 8. The Bible says this, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Here it is. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. They were sore afraid. 
The angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. Verse 16. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. I want to preach to you a message about an invitation to come to Christ. An invitation to come to Christ. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity of being here this morning. Thank you for the Christmas season, the time where we can celebrate your birth, for the reason of knowing that you came to this earth to die on the cross for our sins. Father, we don't deserve it. There's nothing in us that deserves this great gift. But Father, we thank you for it. And every day would you help us to give our lives back to you and surrender our flesh so that we can do your will. Father, thank you so much for dying on the cross for our sins. I pray that you would help us to remain focused on that throughout this season and throughout the rest of the year as well. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Come to Christ. Come to Christ. This is really the, the entire focus of the Christmas season. This is the first time when God sends a messenger to the, the people, the Jewish people, sends a messenger to them and says, come and see the Christ. This is the first time. This is, they, they get the first opportunity. And so this is an opportunity. The Christmas season is an opportunity for invitation. It's an invitation. We get invitations to parties all through this, this time of year. We went to a party last night. We'll be going to, we went to a party Friday night. We went to a party. We'll be going to more. There'll be all kinds of different invitations that we receive all throughout this time. But nonetheless, God at this time gave us, gave the shepherds an invitation. So I'd like to look at three principles, if you will, from this passage about each singular person coming to Christ. The first principle that I'd like you to see is this, is this. God will always invite you from where you are. God will always invite you from where you are. Look at verse 8 and 9 of Luke chapter 2 again. Notice where they are. And there we're in the same country. So round about where the, the previous verses took place. Shepherds, where were they? Help me now. You guys are going to have to wake up. Shepherds, where were they? Abiding in the fields. They were in their fields and look what they were doing. Keeping watch over their flock by night. And then verse 9, and lo, the angel of the Lord came Upon them, they came to them. It was coming to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. 
See, what you need to realize is the shepherds were just doing their duty. The shepherds were just doing their job. They weren't in any particularly wonderful place. They were just in a field, keeping watch over their flock by night. You know what, what else they weren't doing? They weren't doing necessarily, the Bible doesn't tell us this, they weren't doing anything super spiritual. You know, a lot of times we think, oh, I have to do something super spiritual in order to meet with God. No, God came to them where they were. They were not performing a spiritual ritual. They weren't in church. They were just in the field keeping watch over their flocks. That's so key to this story. Because God will meet you where you are. He will bring his invitation to you. And in this passage, very easily seen below, the angel of the Lord came upon them. God's angel, God's very angel, the messenger of God, comes to them and says, listen, here's the good news. Here's the invitation to come and see Christ. God will always invite you from where you are. Some people think you have to be in a certain place to hear God's invitation. Some people think that you need to have your life cleaned up to hear God's invitation. Some people think that you need to perform certain tasks and then God will invite you. But that's so wrong. God invites you right where you're at. Now, if you're here this morning, I'm so glad that you're here. And I hope that you'll hear this invitation from God this morning. But listen, you don't have to come to church to hear the invitation. You can be at work and hear the invitation. You can be at home and hear the invitation. You can be sleeping and hear the invitation. Listen, God will come to where you are and hear the invitation. So listen, for those of you that have already received the invitation, also think about that. When you are inviting someone, you can invite anybody where they are. Listen, there are people in my life that I know that say, I have to get my life cleaned up. There's no way I'm darkening the door of the church until I clean my life up. Listen, God will meet you where you are. He will invite you where you are. He says, come, come, see this Jesus, this Christ. God will always invite you from where you are. God is no respecter of persons. God is no respecter of persons. Notice with me, if you will, we don't see much about the character of these shepherds. We don't see, oh, these were godly, just, wonderful, hardworking. We don't see much about their character. I mean, I'm not trying to say they weren't. I'm just saying this is not a prerequisite to the invitation. The invitation is already there. The respect, or the character, excuse me, is not. We don't see that they were being publicly religious. We see in, in Matthew chapter 1, we talked about it in our class this morning, that Joseph was a just man. The Bible very clearly puts that in there. We do not see that here. We don't see that they were just. We don't see that they had given themselves fully to the service of God. No, all we see is that they were watching their flocks by night. They were not of the upper echelon of society. They were not great kings. They were not very rich. They were just lowly shepherds, lowly wilderness dwellers. And you would think, you know, as you think about these fields and they're in the fields, listen, the fields that we have here in North America are not the same as fields that they have in Israel. In fact, they're much, much different. They're very rocky, very small, very small places. This is nothing great. They weren't in a king's castle. They weren't at church. They weren't in the synagogue. They were just in the field. Did it take some great accomplishment to be invited to see Christ? No, they were just shepherds in a field. God's invitation to see Christ to you this morning is right where you're at now. 
As I look across this room, I think I know everyone here, or pretty well everyone here. But listen, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, today is that invitation, and it's right where you are. Doesn't matter your character, doesn't matter your sin life, doesn't matter what's going on around you, doesn't matter if it's Christmas time or not Christmas time, it doesn't matter. It's right where you are. Doesn't matter what your income is. Doesn't matter how people view you. Doesn't matter. It's right where you are. John chapter 3 and verse 16, the Bible says this. For God so loved the world. Doesn't put any conditions in there. In fact, he goes further to say this, that, that he gave his only begotten son. Here it is, that whosoever believeth in him. Doesn't matter. There's no prerequisite to having an invitation to Christ. In fact, everyone is invited. Go out into the highways and byways and compel them to come in. Listen, everyone is invited to know Christ. And if you don't know Christ today, would you realize that right where you are, sitting here in this pew today, whatever's going on in your life, the invitation is for you that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So number one, very simply, God will always invite you from where you are. But number two, I want you to see this. Number two, you must make your own decision. Look at what the shepherds did in verse 15. They hear all of this. They hear these wonderful things. Look at verse 15. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven. The shepherds said what? One to another. Said one to another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. The shepherds made their own decision. The shepherds were not forced by the angels. You don't see that here, do you? you? The angels are gone away. The angels are gone doing back to heaven, and they're left there alone. And the shepherds look at each other, and they go, well, let's go see them. Let's go out. Let's go see what's going on. The, the angels did not command them to go. Look with me, verse 10. We'll look down through verse 14 and see what the angels say. Notice they don't command them. The angel said unto them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be unto, so it shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord, and this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill to men. There's no command in there. You're gonna, if you go, you're going to find him wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. That's going to be the sign. That's the one that you'll know. By the way, babies in a manger aren't a normal thing. This is an interesting, different thing. We take it for granted sometimes when we talk about the manger during Jesus' birth. It's not normal. It's not something that was normally looked upon. I mean, wrapped in swaddling clothes, that's not even the normal thing either. This is something that the shepherds could know if they were going to go find him. So the shepherds hear the good news. They receive the invitation and they decide of their own accord to go see this thing that has come upon them. Look at verse 16, though. And they came with haste. To me, oh, you, can, you can do whatever you want with this. But to me, that's almost like jumping up and down. 
Come on, guys, we got to go. And they ran with haste and see Mary and Joseph and the babe. And he's lying in a manger. It's just like the angel told us. And they take off like a rocket. We're gone. We want to see what's going on. They were excited about the invitation. They decided that they were going to accept this invitation. Go find out what the Lord had made known unto them. I hope you understand this, that no one can force the invitation. Nobody can force you to accept the invitation. No one can push it on you. No one can coerce you into it. They cannot manipulate you. The invitation is just that. It's just an invitation. Just an invitation. That's all it is. Again, the only thing the angels did was give them news. Just give them news. Hey, you turn the news on every night, you watch your 6 o'clock news and see what's going on in the world. What is it? It's just news. What you decide to do with it after that is your decision, but they're just reporting news. The angels here were not liberal. They were not conservative. They just gave the facts. Just gave the facts. The angels were obviously excited to relay the news. Again, picture, I don't know if you have a vivid imagination or not, but I do. I can picture what's going on here. And in the hill country of Israel, there's mountains all around. And can you imagine the host of heaven coming down and singing and the echo that that would have had? All around, you get in a valley or something, and the wonderful echo that would have, and it'd be so loud and so wonderful and so beautiful, you would just hear it. It'd be such an amazing thing. They were excited. The angels are saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill to all men, and just this wonderful excitement going on. The invitation was not, hey, everybody, just wanted to let you know there's a Savior born unto you. Really exciting, isn't it? The Eeyore syndrome. Woe is me. God sent me down here to tell you. There was excitement. Something wonderful. Listen, they weren't forced. But man, did they ever want to go see because of the excitement that happened. Listen, there's an invitation for you. Every person in this room has had the invitation. Nobody can force you into it. You must make your own decision. The angels were so excited that it rubbed off on the shepherds. They had to know what was going on. They had to see for themselves. They made their decision. But can I give some information to you? The information is very simply this. The invitation was exciting. You see, we'll see a little bit later, and I don't want to jump ahead of myself too far, but we'll see a little bit later that the Shepherds now are the inviters. And you know what they are? They're just as excited. So often we that are saved that know Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, we want to invite people to know Christ, but we do it like the Eeyore syndrome. When in reality, it's the greatest news to ever hit planet Earth. And we should be legitimately jumping up and down inside and saying, listen, I have the greatest news for you. Can I tell you about what Jesus did? Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill to men. And the shepherds come. Let me give, give you the third point before I get too far ahead of myself. You must leave. You must leave. You see, 
Again, you'll see here the shepherds, you know what they did? They left their fields. The Bible doesn't tell us that they took their flocks with them. So they left their fields, they left their livelihood, they left their sheep. They came to Jesus with nothing. They came to Jesus with nothing. If you will, they came to Jesus just as they were. Just as they were. They left their livelihood in the field to come and see this amazing, incredible thing. Accepting the invitation involves a decision, your own decision, but it also involves an action. You have to do something about it. Listen, I received an invitation, as I said, for a, fr for a party Friday night. You know what that decision involved? That decision involved me making the decision, saying, yes, we're, we'll be there. That also involved me driving two and a half hours to attend this party and drive two and a half hours back and be back at two o'clock in the morning. It involved action. It was my dad's side family Christmas party. You know what? I was excited to be there. I was happy. Thank you for the invitation. I'm so glad we got to go. You know what? I could be so excited about an invitation. I can make a decision. Yeah, that's wonderful. We'll be there. And when the time comes, and I'm like, oh, man, I got a meeting tomorrow. Well, I don't think we'll go. There's people that do that all the time with Christ. They'll hear the invitation. They'll get the invitation. And they'll make a decision. That sounds really good for me. But when the time comes to make the decision and do something about it, they stay. They stay right where they're at. They don't want to leave. They don't want to get up. They don't want to change their life at all. They want just to stay where they are. But you have to leave. If you're going to come to Christ and come see Christ, you must leave. You have to leave some things behind to come to Christ. Do you know that God doesn't care about your riches? Do you know that God doesn't care about your past? Do you know that God doesn't care about any of those things, he just cares about you. He just wants you. And that's what the shepherds, here we are. We don't know what to do, but here we are. We're just here. We just want to see what's going on. We've accepted the invitation. The birth of Jesus Christ happened so that every person in the world had an invitation to come to Christ. Every person in the world has an invitation to come to Christ. You know what Christ did or what God did? He made it as easy as possible. He made it as easy as possible. You know what? You know what would really make it easy for me to go to my dad's side Christmas party? You know what would make it easy? It's if he gave me money to go there for gas. Man, wouldn't that be easy? You know what would be even better is if he sent a private plane up here, landed at St. Thomas Airport. All we had to do was get to St. Thomas Airport, and then he would fly us over there. Wouldn't that be even easier? Listen, God paid it all. It's all done. There's nothing you have to do. The invitation is there for you. All you have to do is make a decision to go. There's no cost involved. Just go. The shepherds did. Hey, listen, I don't care what's behind me anymore. I want to go forward. I want to receive and see this Christ. God has prepared everything. You don't have to make a meal when you get there. You don't have to bring any food with you. You don't have to do anything. It's all prepared. And he's preparing a place for us. Now he's just waiting for you to come. Just come. He was born again so that he could pay the price of sin for us. He is the way that we get to God. He's the 
the vehicle, if you will, in which we can make it to God. John chapter 14 and verse 6, Jesus saith unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. It's all taken care of. It's all paid for. All you have to do is accept the invitation, make that decision, and do something about it. God is our, or Jesus is our invitation. There is no greater invitation than this. This is an invitation I believe you can get excited about. Look at verse 17 with me. When they had seen it, with they being the shepherds, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. Hey, everybody, guess what we just saw? We just saw Jesus laying in a manger. You got to hear it. The angels came, and they sang, and they said, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth. And they're just so excited. They're telling everybody about it. Verse 20. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Listen, Christmas time is either the most dreadful time or it's the most joyful time. Most dreadful time because, you know, I'm all alone. I don't have anybody. It just, in fact, it, it's statistically the highest suicidal rate of the entire year to this time of year. Because people are just so depressed. They have nothing. But if you have accepted the invitation, you've made the decision to accept. It was your decision, and you did something about it, and you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior today. Can I tell you, can I get you to do this? You should have the most joy of anybody else because you have everything because of what Christ did. And that should show. That should show. That should be something that's oozing out of you. The shepherds started inviting everybody else. They made known the saying. Christmas is a time to remember the invitation that God sent. Come to Christ. Come to Christ. Every single one of us has a problem. Has a issue that we cannot get over. That problem and that issue is sin. And Jesus, God sent an invitation and said, listen, I want to get you out of that. I want to take you from a beggar's home to a king's home. I want you to come to Christ. The biblical example of this that I've always, I'll used often is there was a lame man in the Bible named Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth was a poor beggar, lived in a place, a lowly place called Lodabar. One day, he receives an invitation from a king. King David writes him a note and says, hey, I want you to sit at my table. I want you to be my son. Listen, God is saying, would you come? Would you please just come? You're in a beggar's home. You're lame. You, you're the Bible says we're dead in our trespasses and sins. Would you come and sit at my table? 
Would you come and be one of my sons? John chapter 1 and verse 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. You have to receive it. Make a decision to do so. The shepherds started inviting everyone else. They made the saying known. Christmas is a time to remember the invitation that God sent. The question is, will you accept that invitation? Will you come to Christ just as you are? And if you've done that already, can I ask you this? Are you excited about coming to Christ? Are you excited as these shepherds were about knowing and seeing Christ? Are you excited about inviting someone else to come as well? We just sang the song, Noel, come and see what God has done. What a great mystery it is. Would you please come and see what God has done? And once you've seen it, would you make the saying known abroad?